Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. At Midwest IT Support Help Desk, we believe that technology should support and enhance your organization's success, not constrain it. With our wide range of best-in-class services, we provide customized solutions that fit your unique IT needs. We are committed to excelling at our job so you can focus on doing yours. Midwest IT Support Help Desk is always available, providing your organization with professional remote help desk support services you need. Midwest IT Support Help Desk will solve your technology issues day or night. Our IT staff ensures that your networking computers are up to date and ready for operation on a daily basis. Don't wait until problems occur. Let our organization solve them with our monitoring software, giving you the peace of mind you need. Let us do the worrying for you. Enabling your workforce with top-notch technologies isn't just important, but imperative for business success. This customizable solution allows your team to work seamlessly and collaboratively in a protected space. No matter what IT services you need, Midwest IT Support Help Desk will be there to support you every step of the way. Midwest IT Support Help Desk. We are committed to excelling at our job so you can focus on doing yours. Please visit www midwestitsupport.com for more information or shoot us an email at helpdesk at midwestitsupport.com Give us a call 765-239-9668 How's it going? What's up man? Good, how are you doing? I'm good What's your name? I go by Kataguys Alright Hey, where are you from? I'm from Spokane, Washington Okay, and as an artist, would you say that you are humble? Yeah, of course. Uh, I like to talk about other topics, but I like to have fun, too. Could you give me an example? Yeah, give me some. Let's see what we can do. Okay. I'm like an assassin with this passion. I'm smashing every distraction. I'm cutting this beat in half like a fraction. Caption this backspin. Every lyric gets you like an allergic reaction. I'm trying to be a legend like Lennon. Can you imagine? They're telling me to preach. I'll speak like Martin Luther. Everything I do is sick. Watch me maneuver through rumors. And then I'll super kick a lunatic if he's talking manure. I'm just trying to make disciples like I'm Larry Hoover. So how do I obtain motivation? Sustain and entertain the new and older generation. I got it. I will just exchange money and pay for liberty. And instead of the money, the guns, drugs, and fornication all give inspiration. I know God has got my back, so I don't have to be nervous. I'll just purchase an urban surface that's worthless for Sunday service and pray that they have a purpose for people who think they're worthless. Being tempted by the serpents, being pushed towards the furnaces. Cause everything is intellectual, technical with professionals And I leave more antioxidants than most foods and vegetables The government is over criminals They're the ones doing the crimes Taking away our human rights while I'm screaming No pipeline, the streets release motion A sweet disease potion This preconceived notion will leave these bees broken Enemies will retreat when I'm keeping the heat smoking No guns, just verses I'm keeping them teeth choking All you do is sit Get it passed and hit it like a grand slam But it's been frequently frequency So I can let the death jam Rappers the paper thin Squeezing the flavor in the vapor pen Give me a hundred whack and seize our wealth Unpredictable and unabated. The most important topic will never start a war. You ain't heard nothing yet. Said you better be talking my name when you in a Spokane conversation. Somebody better call JG cause I'm about to rock nations. My rhymes are lines, fines and redesigned minds. And at the drop of a dime, they can redefine time. With motion and gravity, I study hip-hop's anatomy. This musical academy is tactically attached to me. Practically, everything I've been doing has come naturally. I'm Picasso inside of the gallery cause I am a masterpiece. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a genuine specimen. But I'll turn your skeleton inside your leather into gelatin. I know I'm just a rookie, but I hope to be a veteran. And I know I'm new like Orleans, but I'm flyer than that pelican. My mental capacity uses calculus, calculators that calculate strategies to maneuver through tragedies. I need you to listen and pay attention to details. What's the difference between the beach and the street? Nothing, you see shells. What's going on, everybody? Good morning on your morning cup of sports right here on RadioAFS.com, Fat Boy Media, DRCP Army. I am B. Evans, and 
with us maybe later today will be Farmer. He is uh, out of the office right now. And uh, so right now it's just me, but we will be getting, uh, very shortly, we will be getting uh, visited by Big T from the Extreme Sports Show. He's apparently a very big fan of this show. Um, so, yeah. But uh, the song you just listened to was Something New by Catechize, straight out of Spokane, Washington. If you all haven't heard him, check him out. You should do so. He's all over Facebook and YouTube. He's doing a lot of good stuff. We've played his music here on the show quite a few times, and uh, definitely something you want to check out and listen to. And, yeah, I mean, it's something awesome. So I like his music a lot, and he's got a lot He's got a lot more stuff coming out that he's working on right now, so you definitely want to stay tuned. Like I said, that is Catechize to check him out. Um, but anyways, without further ado, we are going to uh, – Get the ball rolling today. Big T is in the studio with me. What's up, Big T? What's going on? <clears throat> What's going on, Big? Oh man, sound a little rough there. Uh, were you <laughs> up late last night doing something you shouldn't have been doing, sir? <laughs> yeah, work, working in that chicken plant. That's what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> now you know, if Farmer was in here. There'd be a, a nice little race joke there that would make us all laugh. Some about <laughs> watermelon or grape soda and you know it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But yeah, uh yeah. you know uh, Farmer is not here today and that's fine with me cuz well let's just face it. I am the face that everybody wants to hear on the radio. <laughs> he is the face that runs the place. So <laughs> <laughs> You know, earlier yesterday when we were talking, uh, we were talking about the uh, about Seattle getting looking at an NHL and an NBA team, mm-hmm. and it was actually released um, how much it would cost for Seattle to actually bring an NHL team to their home city or to the city, and or possibly you know close by or whatever. And it's quite a bit, man. It, it's definitely quite a bit. They'd have to literally pay $650 million wow. just to bring a team to Seattle. Wow. Well, uh, uh, Clippers only going to pay $2 billion. They take What's over that? De- I mean, the Clippers only uh, can pay $2 billion to take over that franchise. So hey, it can happen. Yeah, it, it can. That's a that's yeah. a lot of money for a team. So yeah. I guess the question is, does Seattle really want an NHL team in their midst? Because if so, then well, I guess taxes are about to skyrocket. Yeah, I think they do. You know, they'll bring the market up. You know, take, you know, get that tax to break break it up for a little while. But hey, it'll pay off in the long run. Right, uh, and you're right about that. I mean, hockey, hockey sells. You know what I mean. So, yeah. it's, I mean, it's definitely something worth paying for. But damn, yeah, so. six hundred fifty million. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of money. I'd be like, shit, I want to yeah. buy my own NHL team. Sure, I know a lot I could do with that kind of money. Yeah, that ain't no I joke. Re- yeah, retired is one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that ain't no shit. Me and you be yeah. in the in the line right next to each other, smiling, just filling out our yeah. paperwork. We're done. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> so, did you see where Joel Embiid uh, visited Meek Mill in prison? Did you catch that? No, I did. Oh my god, this guy! He goes to visit Meek Mill in prison, and he comes out. And he 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 repeats himself like four different times, but it's funny because going into the prison apparently scared the shit out of him. He said that he will. He said I'm never going to jail. He said that was scary. He said just going in to visit somebody scared him. Like, could you imagine that dude actually locked up? He wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, he's banging on the walls. Let me out. Let me out. Right. Well, he said, listen. He says. First of all, it was scary. 
He said, I'm never going to jail. I got into that place, and I was pretty scared. I just wanted to go out there and support him. Pretty good friend of mine. So I just wanted to go out there, show him some support, and let him know that we're behind him. There was a little bit of injustice there, so I just wanted to go out with whoever I was. Uh, I wanted to go out there with whoever I was uh, to show him the support. I'm like, no, all right, no. we got it. You wanted to show him support. I understand that. But to say it like four different times in a row, a little bit much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know that he went. I know I saw that um, him and LeVar Ball um, talked last night before the game. The father. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's on one him. right. He's fucking on one right now, dude. Yeah, uh, Ball. Yeah, he is, like, not dropping this whole Donald Trump nonsense. I mean, my thing yeah. is, whether you like the guy or not, he got your son out of jail in another country and brought home. And, like, you can't even pay the dude a simple compliment and say thank you. Well, you know what I mean? You could have said yeah. good job, nothing like that. He was just like, I would have left him there, let him rot in jail, <laughs> learn a lesson. You know, and this and this, and then he just goes on, and he has not stopped towards Donald Trump ever since. Whether you like the guy or you hate the guy, even if I hate him, if he gets my son out of jail in another damn country, hell yeah, I'm going to be grateful because now he's even closer to home for me to kick his ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, some people, some men are stubborn in their ways and will never change. Because their way is right, and I, you know, no matter what they see is right is wrong, their way is the only way is right. So. Well, yeah, that ain't no joke. Cause, uh, yeah, man, if you've met my ex-wife, you would know all. You, you'd understand that. <laughs> what you just said completely. Oh man. <laughs> all the way, her, her way is right. Yours is wrong. <laughs> so, uh. The Winter Olympics are are questionable right now. Um, the White House, um, the White House representative, uh, the one of the spokespeople, I guess. I don't remember who it was. I'm actually trying to find the article so I can I can bring up and find out who it was exactly. Uh, the press secretary, sorry, she uh, she said Thursday there's been no official decision made, but. Um, on the participation of the U.S. in the Winter Olympics, but we are looking at a possibility that we might not see the USA in the in the Winter Olympics. They're concerned about safety issues, being that the uh, the games are being held in South Korea, and with all the issues that we've had with North Korea, they think that uh, it might be best maybe if we stand down on this one. Wow, that that'll be the first time that we ever was not in the Olympics, well, right? Well, no, because uh, we actually uh, we actually protested against the Olympics uh, back in the eighties, I think it was, or okay. I think it was, I think it was the eighties, and it was um, there was like sixty other countries, there was like fifty or sixty other countries that actually. Um, didn't show up as well in support for allied nations and stuff. So, you know, it's not the first time that we wouldn't be there. Um, I I can understand, though. I mean, you know, as a president, first job is to look after your people. And, you know, if there are concerns of – if there are concerns of safety being the location of where it's at, then – you know, I guess they thought Kim Jong-un was going to be dead by now, but someone <laughs> dropped the ball on assassinating his ass. I don't know, but wow. uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. So, go ahead but I mean, at the, sta- at the same time, I mean, my thing is, is if there's safety concerns, fine. Tighten up, tighten up security. And how is it any different than competing in any kind of level in the United States or any other country? Yeah. I mean, we've seen terrorist attacks all around the world. If they want you, they're going to get you. Yeah. So. Anytime, any place, anywhere, they're fine. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, and so they need to figure something out about, you know, with what they're going to do. But they shortly after the press conference there, she said that they hadn't had to make an official decision. Um, they had taken to Twitter and put out that I guess they the United States is going to compete. They were saying that we look we're looking forward to competing and blah blah blah. Being that it raises an awareness and trying to figure out what's going on, I, I can understand where they're coming from. Yeah. So th- this next uh, one's for right, 2018. Uh, yes. Okay. I think it. Well, I think it's. Uh, yeah, the next year. Yeah. Okay. Well, they got plenty of time to decide. Hell, I don't know. When the Olympic, <laughs> if when the Olympics are on, I I turned on there maybe. See what's happening, and that's about it. I don't. I don't ever yeah. really pay much attention to it. Yeah, you can't. You catch a game. It was, um, I really look at mostly basketball, and I catch whatever when I see it. See and when and see that's one of the sports that pisses me off with the Olympics. What basketball? Yeah. Um the the reason the reason being is basketball okay, if you look at the Olympics, it's amateur sport, right? That's like the highest yeah. level that amateurs will ever reach on a prof- and that becomes their professional level. But all of a sudden we bring basketball in and we let the professionals from the NBA go and play in the Olympics and just walk all over everybody. It's America's powerhouse team. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where I'm, I disagree with the way they do it because every other sport in there, every other sport in the Olympics is amateur level. Yet the NBA, we allow pros to play. How is that remotely, you know, equivalent? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I get your point. And what, you know, you got the college teams too, you know, the college team got, you know, but they're not shown as the pro players are. So I right. don't really understand it because they go, when the pro players go, they play also, but they're not shown. So, I, you know, right. I get the point. Well, and then and then my other argument with, uh, with the Olympics. First off, I want to say that curling is not a sport. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's be honest, people. It's darts on ice. That's all it is, darts on ice. But my other argument with the Olympics, though, is their start – it took me a minute to say it because I I still can't believe I'm saying this. They are going to be adding video gaming as an Olympics. Yeah, I heard about it. And we had talked about that a while back on the show. But what I don't get – is how in the living hell is video gaming an Olympic sport? How is that at the level of of Olympic competition that can be considered a sport? Please explain this to me, Big T. <laughs> I guess because you are... Uh... I guess the comp- <clears throat> the competition of what over the years the uh, the the gaming console has been boosted up so much, and you know they have those uh, on Spike TV those game uh, tournaments and stuff like that. So I guess they look at it like this: Wow, it's a sport. It's you know we're playing the sport, sport and game in the competition and stuff like that. And you know the ratings don't boost it up so much over the years, uh, but it's not a sport. It's just you putting your hand on the on the console, mashing some buttons, and enjoying yourself. It's what is you know a recreational time for yourself. That's that's all it is. 
It's not a four. You know, it sounds to me like Big T was trying to pull something out of his ass talking about that. <laughs> you were just, was, like, making shit up. Well, no, no not, it's just like, it, that's what it is. Video, video console, and you, like, look at Spike TV. Spike TV, got, uh, uh, they have tournaments sometimes. Like, when they play video game console, and the, the look over the years how much the ratings has built up for video, you know, playing video games. And that's all people do is go to tournaments. You got super, you got celebrities go to tournaments just to go to video game tournaments just to be looking and participate. So the ratings for that has built up over the years. Look it up. I, uh, I'll take your word for it, but it's still, yeah. it, you just, you just sounded like you was pulling that out of your ass. You didn't know what to say. You was just like, um, yeah, well, okay. I put it together. So, well, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not knocking you though, because basically you just fit in perfect with your morning cup of sports, because that's what we do. We just pull shit out of our ass. <laughs> well, yeah, I put it together, but that's but look over the years, the video games like Spike TV, like I said, Spike TV. The, uh, they got they had tournaments all the time, and the ratings over the years, the ratings of the video game has boosted up so much. Because who would look at video game as a sport? You're absolutely right. Yeah. I ain't looking at shit. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I I just can't. I cannot sit here in good conscience and say I'm gonna watch. Well, you, are you watching the Olympics? Hell yeah, I am. Oh. <laughs> what are you What are you about to watch? What are, what are you about to watch today? Video games. Yeah, and I mean, how is you running home I'm just sorry. to watch video games? That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry, but I cannot sit there and watch video games as an Olympic sport. I just can't. I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. So anybody out there that actually plays video games, now I played, I'm not going to lie, but I'm updated enough to a PlayStation 3 and an Xbox 360 in this house, and my PlayStation 3 got broke. Apparently, the kids wanted to watch five different movies at the same time. <laughs> and so, you know... <laughs> I I could have helped them and told them, hey, this is not going to work, but they didn't want to hear me. So, you know, they, yeah, they, they kind of screwed that up. And so they, I don't even mess with the X- with, I don't even do it. They said they were the boss at that time, huh? Right, exactly. And I don't <laughs> even mess with the Xbox. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm over it there. But yeah. anybody out there that actually plays video games, Currently, that could bring a valid argument to the fact that video games deserve to be a sport in the Olympics. Please feel free to call in and explain this to me because this is ridiculous. I'm sorry, I don't understand. The Olympics have always been athletic sports. People that train their entire lives and compete for that one chance to win a gold medal. And then all of a sudden now, it's like, oh, man, you don't have to be physically in shape. You don't have to compete. You don't have to do nothing. Just know how to push a bunch of buttons really fast and come on down. We'll give it a try, and you can win yourself a gold medal. Now, won't they uh, talking about uh, bringing golf to be in an Olympic sport? Yes. At one point, I know they were talking about making golf an Olympic sport. But to be honest with you, I've played golf. Golf is not easy. Golf is not easy by any means. If anybody's ever been on a golf course, okay, it's not easy. 
There's a lot that goes into actually taking a crooked stick and smacking a little ball with it. It's not like that. It's it's there's it's far more complex than that. So oh, yeah. and I I say a crooked little stick because it makes me think of George Carlin when he used to complain <laughs> about how when he used to complain about golf. Because he always yeah. talked about how bad the sport was. And he's like, Imagine this taking a crooked stick and hitting a ball with it and then walking after it and hitting it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, I mean, golf is actually a hard sport to play. So does golf need to be in the Olympics? Hell yes, it does. It is a competitive sport. It's hard to do, but video games, I'm sorry. Yes, there are games out there that are hard to play. But if you go and if you go and you get enough time to play, you're going to be good. And the granted that goes with anything. But video games, there's nothing athletic about it. What a few monsters and some Red Bull, you know, some <laughs> some some hot pockets and pizza rolls. Mom's gonna heat you up in the microwave, yeah. and you're sitting there with your buddies practicing yeah, for the Olympics. <laughs> How stupid does that sound, bro? Come over and play this new Madden with me, man. It's 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 bad as fuck, but uh, I need you to come over because I'm practicing for the Olympics, anyways. I mean, yeah. how stupid does that sound? Seriously. <laughs> you really I do just, sound stupid. Yeah. But look, I just don't hey, get it. If anybody out there need to to calm V. Evans down, call in and tell them about what, why video games are sports on your morning couple sports, 646-668-8467. Call and calm V. <laughs> Evans down. <laughs> 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 so it, it's all over social media I gotta bring up last night's football game man that interception oh, for the man. game changer was nasty I mean he just yeah. they straight took that away from New Orleans they said um nope <laughs> <laughs> no win for you today yeah, I was it was uh, I, it was a nice interception too. Yeah, I was at work. I was like, uh, everybody was pulling. All the Capitol fans were pulling for um, the Falcons to lose. So I was walking. Well, I thought I looked. I looked at the score. Um, it was seventeen ten New Orleans. So I thought, hey, New Orleans got this. Look, came back later on when we got off, and hey, Falcons pulled it off. And I saw the highlights this morning. Well, I mean, and what got me was the Falcons shut them down for the game. I mean, they had a season-low 50 rushing yards only. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and yet they still almost lost the game. I mean, granted, when you got Drew Brees in the in the pocket, you really don't need to run the ball that much because Drew Brees is a pretty badass quarterback. Mm-hmm. But and, and even for the – long time, yeah. Right, and even for the Saints, though, 50 rushing yards. Atlanta held them to 50 rushing yards, and they still almost won. Yeah. All because of a lucky – man, I can't stop yawning. It was a long night at work last night. I apologize (laughs) for that, but it was. It was. was, I mean, how often do interceptions happen in the end zone – for the game changer, game one, that yeah, one yeah. that one pass that's gonna that's gonna you know unless you're Seattle of course because you know I'll never not bring that up you know let's <laughs> let's pass it on the two yard line instead of giving it to Marshawn Lynch that's Go just gonna in. you know take it straight into the end zone no we're gonna pass it and give New England the ball. Russell Wilson was the best quarterback that New England had that day. Yeah, <laughs> but I got a good I got a good question for that. Do you think that ruined the Seattle franchise? That one play? 
their one play because I think that was a game changer. You know, those first those two years that they went back to back Super Bowl, they won the Super Bowl, blew Denver out, come back I, to New England, and I think that was a game changer of their dynasty because they could have been I, a dynasty. I agree. The last couple of years, yeah. I, I do agree with you, sir. I do yeah. agree with you fully on that. Um, as much as I, God, I don't want to say this because my buddy might be listening. My my best friend <laughs> might be listening, and he's a Seattle Seahawks fan. So <laughs> Seattle, they could they could okay. I'm gonna say this the right way though. Seattle could find a way to actually win games. Yes. Um, <laughs> their their wins were higher than their losses for a couple yeah. of years in a row, yes. Um was it a game changer play? Yes. Yes it was. And and the reason being is because I think a stupid ass call like that from Pete Carroll and I'm sorry, but Russell Wilson could have called an audible. He could have yeah. changed it up if he if he knew better. Whether you felt it or not, you could have just you could have done it and then said, "Well, I seen something." You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I do believe that Russell Wilson knew that that play should not have been the one that was picked for that moment in time. And I mean, obviously, New England probably knew the ball was going to Marshawn Lynch. It's kind of a given, but the guy's so damn big and strong, they weren't stopping him. You know what I mean? But I think that did really hurt the morale of the team and the city. I won't say the fans because we all know that Seattle Seahawks fans, true Seattle Seahawks fans, are very few and far in between. Yeah. So, I mean, you think about it, you know, when Seattle was on top at that point in time where you're talking about, and even up till now, at that point when they were in back-to-back Super Bowls and everything, it was all you heard about. Fans out the ass, this and this. And have you noticed a drastic decline in Uh, their fan base since then? Yep. So, yes, it did hurt them. That play call right there put a hurt on their franchise. And um, Pete Carroll was the greatest coach ever. But when he made that call, every, his whole team, just about Richard Sherman and some more cats, uh, been criticized about what <clears throat> how good of a coach Pete Carroll is since then. See, and, and I agree with you because, I mean, I was even – I mean, watching the game, I laughed my ass off when that happened. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I chuckled from deep down inside. I think I might have cried a bunch of times about it, just <laughs> in tears of joy. But at the same time, I'm I'm really disappointed at that point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I followed Pete Carroll with you at through USC. Mm-hmm. You know, I love watching Pete Carroll play. You know, Peter, well, coach. I love watching Pete yeah. Carroll. He he does things in a way that just amaze you. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm like, he play, he picks a play like that. And I'm just like, um, I don't think I know you, sir. I don't think I've ever watched you <laughs> on a field before or anything. I, I'm sorry. Are you new to the sport? I mean, cause somebody at Pete Carroll's level should have known better. Yeah. I think that the Super Bowl lost to the New England Patriots, I think the Seattle Seahawks, somebody was paid off. Hey, it might be. I mean, we all know there's politics in sports, plain and simple. Yeah. You have so, the guy, Tom Brady. I just, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a rough question, you know, or, well, it's a rough, it's a rough thing. 
you know, if you bring it up to Seattle Seahawks fans, it's funny because they're like, that's all you got. I'm like, that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an honest question. And that's, hey, that changed y'all, that changed y'all fan base. It changed a lot for y'all franchise because they could have been the historic, historic franchise if that play was called, if Marshall Lynch had got the ball and ran it in for a touchdown. That, so exactly. Like, that win, that win right there would have yeah. started. I, I honestly believe would have been the start to a dynasty. But yeah. I don't know. I hate to say that it would be the start to a dynasty, too, at the same time, because with Tom Brady and the New England Patriots running at it every single year, your chances of winning over and over are are slim. Yeah, you know, it's they the the Patriots are a hard team to beat. So I don't know. But you remember at that time, um I think that they they beat the Patriots in the regular season and it was so it was a big deal that Rich Sermon jumped in Tom Brady's face and you know, bragging how good he was. So that's why I'm saying, you know, you look at that, it would have been a historic rivalry. It would build a dynasty for them. It would, it would have been, you know, we would hate, you know, Patriots against Seattle again, you know, round three and stuff like that. But, you know, that win, because Tom, we knew Tom Brady would be in it every year. But, you know, you would have to keep coming back for it. You have, like, the Alabama Clemson rivalry now. It's round three. It could have been happening over and over again. So right. I think they just hurt them since then. They'll get to the playoffs, but they'll lose first and second round now. So. i tell you the biggest disappointment in the NFL, though, right now. What's that? Roger Goodell's contract extension. Oh, yeah. I saw it yesterday. What, uh, $200 million? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. He got his uh, – I'm wondering if he got his private jet and his lifetime insurance too because that was his deal. <laughs> That's what he wanted. Yeah. He he wanted it. Now, they probably came at him and told him to, you know, to uh, fuck off. Yeah. But question is, did he get his jet and did he get his lifetime insurance? Yeah. Well, he I don't might know. Because – Hey, now we're gonna see what Jerry will come with account, you know, a counter suit form. But Jerry, Jerry will throw this lawsuit on him, right? Because that they're coming from uh, Art Modell and uh, some of his guys. So, but they won't say who's backing up who. I know they um, said half of the owners backing up Roger, half of the owners backing up Jerry. So, but they're not saying who. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's about to get nasty, though. It's about to get nasty. I want to ride. It in, is. I want to ride in jet, though. If he get, but my thing is, you are a a you a, a um a commissioner, and in the NFL, that's one of the lowest pays. Um, you don't really get your money. You get hurt. If you're done with the league, the league done with you, you just spit you out through your way. And I'm looking at a lot of people's contracts. You're getting more than a whole lot of – you're getting more of, of what Andrew Luck getting, um, any quarterback. Drew Brees, Drew Drew Brees, Brees Andrew Brees. Luck, and uh, – oh, shit, who's the other one? There was somebody I think, else. I think Derek Carr's contract. Now, yes, Derek he, Carr. Derek Carr, yeah. Andrew Luck, and Drew Brees are the three highest-paid contracts in the NFL underneath Roger Goodell. Roger now, I had it, and, and he don't even play. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I had this, I had the list up yesterday, and we didn't get a chance to mention it. So I'm trying to see if I can find it. But okay. And it had – it had the actual contract amounts, but it's it's just it's sickening that this guy 
Uh, it, it's sick. It, it's sick. It makes me sick to my stomach to see how much these players make anyways. I don't give a damn mm-hmm. how good they are. They're not worth that much money when you've got – and I, I've said it before, and I'll never stop arguing until it changes. But when you've got soldiers, the United States military, standing in a welfare line because they make shit for money, but yet you've got ball players making millions and millions of dollars a year, tens of millions of dollars a year. We have our priorities really jacked up. I understand it. But it just it's one of those things that will never change. Do the does the military need to make more money? Yes. Do ball players need to make that much money? No. I'm sorry they don't. You know, I understand that they do put their they they do put a lot of their health on the line. For, you know, playing these sports. I got it. But what people fail to realize or neglect to pay attention to is the fact that soldiers put their lives on the line. They sign a contract saying, I will I will put on a uniform and possibly die for your freedom. Yeah. A, sel- a selfless act. That is looked down upon by so many people in this country. But yet, ball players can go out there, and I'm sorry, it's not a selfless act. You know, they they want to play, they want to be the you know in the lead, they they want to be in the league, they want to make big money, and then they go contract extensions, and I want more, I want more, I want more. It's selfish. When you've got soldiers that are being selfless, I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. that's bullshit. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, it, you know, and and I know there's my little rant going on, you know, and <laughs> at least I, at least I didn't yell about it because the last time I talked about this, I got all fired up and was yelling, and <laughs> yeah, it it was bad. Yeah. But I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find. I'm still trying to find that, and I've yet to come across it. I can't remember where I had seen I, it. If I can remember correctly, Derek Carr just signed a $225 million contract, 23 or 25 But it's still, you're a player. You, 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 you get hit. You get bruised. You get, you know, you're doing something for that contract. You're a commissioner. I'm, I say, hey, forty-five, fifty million dollars. You could, you live your life and can be taken care of. But you're getting a two hundred dollars million, two hundred million dollar contract. I, that's ridiculous. I think. Oh, oh, I agree. Yeah. You ridiculous. You're not working. You just sign papers, tell somebody, hey, I will do things this way. You travel. You just, hey, I, I, I used to spend it. Because you did this, you know, I just think that's ridiculous. I think Jerry, Jerry Jones got to – it'll get real nasty real soon. It'll be because Matthew, – Matthew Stafford has got the highest contract in the NFL right now at $27 million. Oh, yeah. And – Derek, yes, and Derek Carr is 25. Andrew okay. Luck at 20, 24, uh, almost 24-6. And then Carson Palmer, Drew Brees. So Drew Brees is actually five. And then we got that guy, that, that guy from the Redskins. <laughs> Captain Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> But and uh, his contract his contract next year, if he get tagged again, will be thirty five million next year. You know what gets me about all of this though is Tom Brady is number fifteen on the list. I'm actually this actually shocks me because of the Super Bowl fact. Winner. What's that? And he's a five time Super Bowl winner. I don't know. I, I five, six, 
three. <laughs> well, let let's 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 actually break that down now. How many times has Tom Brady actually won a Super Bowl, and how many times has their kicker won the Super Bowl? So. I can't give we can't give all the credit to Tom Brady now. Yeah, that's true. But I'm actually like I said though I'm I'm actually really shocked that he's so low on the list. I'm I'm really not because of his personality, and you look at uh, a person personality of I'm about hey the team going to win, and look at. Even I hate to say this, Tony Homo, <laughs> when his contract came up last, I think it was last year, I mean, um, the year before last, a couple of years ago, the Marco Murray contract was coming up, and he took less money to make sure that his guys were get, going to get paid. Some guys just stuck in, you know, hey. It's about money, you know. I'm gonna get. I want to be the franchise. It's about me and stuff like that. But you look at Tom Brady. He he gonna take a step back because he knows he gonna get taken care of. But make sure the talent around him is is great. And some quarterbacks don't take that into account. They want to be taken care of. You can't pay. And now, hey, we can't go pay get you a wide receiver to come here and help get you to a Super Bowl. And that's how most of the quarterbacks are. Oh, you're right. And yeah. I actually just, I I, I found um, some, I, I found uh, the the price of what his um, contract is actually going to be. And his contract is, it's been signed. It's been signed by the NFL Compensation Committee. They are going to. They are giving Roger Goodell a five-year con, five-year extension that will top out at forty million dollars a year. What the hell? This guy <laughs> has literally destroyed the 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 the, the league. Yeah. You know, I mean, the NFL owners. The, you know, their brands are imploding. TV ratings have gone to an all-time low. You know, he's completely reckless. You know, and I'm sorry, but let's be honest. Giving Roger Goodell a huge package like this, a package deal, and setting his his salary so high, like 90% of it is tied to incentives. Yeah. This is like giving Hillary Clinton an award for like outstanding email practices and honesty. <laughs> this is complete bullshit. Now, one of the comments that I come across um when I was looking this up is Roger Goodell's contract extension is a slap in the face to everyone who cares about showing respect for our national anthem, the American flag, Americans serving in the military and veterans. Continuing to alienate conservatives will prove to be the single worst business decision in the history of the NFL. Now, I agree with them. Roger Goodell has been a very bad commissioner. Yeah. There is no way you cannot sit here and tell me that they could not find someone to do a better job. They can, but hey, if you um, eat from the hand that feeds you and do what everybody say, or kiss ass man, what you expect? Because he got you know, he, he and and I I was the the stuff I hear about him. And I listen to what commentators say that he he's he's that type where he will backstab you in a moment. He got his favorites, but if you if you you know feeding him and doing what they say, 
you know, that's who he stick by because he don't backstab, you know, backstab Jerry Jones from what the comments I hear about him and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, look at him and Tom Brady. Uh, look at look at what he done done to the players. You know, minor you know minor stuff would turn to four to six games suspension and things like that. So he got his face. Look at Gronk. The wrestling move. You can put a wrestling move on the player and get suspended one game because Gronk the face of the NFL. Conspiracy. Oh, well, I, you're absolutely right. And I was actually thinking about that, too, because if you think about it, what kind of corporation in the world would allow you to alienate such a large part of your consumer base and, yeah. keep, and keep your job? And not only keep your job, but renegotiate and receive an even bigger paycheck for the next five years. I mean, this this is ridiculous. You know, if you think about it, any organization, if a CEO was to decimate a, a mammoth-sized amount of customers, whoever that person may be would be fired, plain and simple. Yeah. So, and I know this comes down to the NFL owners. And, if you, I mean, they've, they've literally fumbled the ball and lost all sense of any kind of business logic they had on this deal. What are they getting out of this? What are they getting out of this at all? And think about it. How are they even – how can you keep him when not only is he – I mean – the customer, you know, if you look at and, and you know the 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 NFL is at an all time low for ratings. Yeah. How is it that Roger Goodell is able to meet any of his financial goals? They're losing fans. People are not watching at home. People are not going to the games. You know, and then you've got it's just. None of this makes any sense. Yeah. Look at you. Look I mean, at the Chargers. You look at Chargers game. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns probably had a couple of weeks ago less than five thousand people to the game. So. Right. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, go back to your conspiracy theory. You know, it does make sense to be a part of a conspiracy. It's it's like a ruse. You mm. know. You think about it, by keeping Roger Goodell in the league, you know, NFL owners, you know, are possibly doing this to make people think that their fans aren't, aren't like, you know, they're not losing many fans. That people are yeah. still coming to the games and still watching. So maybe they're doing it as to say, hey, look, Roger Goodell's not affecting us. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if that's the case, then what's the next reason for having so many empty seats in the stands? Next yeah. thing you know, they're going to be talking on Sports Center about it was so cold at the game, everybody stayed home to watch it. I mean, this this is bullshit. I, won't, I but, can't remember. Uh, I think what with Cleveland, it was the Cleveland Browns game. Um, you can get seats for like $15. I think it was them. If you want to go to a game, and I, like, I think wow. that's no, no, it was the Tennessee Titans. I think it, it was, was Tennessee. Yeah, it was, I know one of them I heard, and that is ridiculous. And you shoot, you go to a game for a uh, regular season game. That's like what lowest ticks is like ninety six dollars. Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> so you lose the revenue big time. I just – I don't understand why the NFL owners have decided to hire him again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. And you, you got a kiss-ass buddy, 
you go you you making that money. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so hey, if you want you if I can call you and say hey Roger, I need this taken care of. Is Roger taking care of it? Hey, you slide that money under the table. Conspiracy theory. Just saying. You got some rich owners that look at uh, uh, Atlanta Falcons. He's, owner. A- He's a billionaire, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, to get a contract that's worth up to $200 million over five years. That's bullshit. That's dude. Let's, let's look at this here right there. His contract is as much as Odell Beckham, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson combined. Yeah. And these guys actually get dressed and play the damn game. I just don't get it. I do love the uh, question, though, that's been going around on Twitter. I don't know if you had seen it or not. That Tom Brady makes $20.5 million per year. The NFL commissioner, Roger, Roger Goodell, makes $40 million per year. So does that mean Roger Goodell is twice as valuable to the NFL and twice as hard to replace? No, he's very easy to replace. But that's why I say you got a kiss ass man, so he. That's why they they keep him in place. So Tom Brady is very Tom Brady. I hate I hate to say this. I do not like the New England Patriots also, but at the same time, he's a five time Super Bowl winner. He's more valuable than anything out there right now. If you go put Tom. If Tom Brady was to leave the New England Patriots, he'd be they would be throwing buku money at him just to put him on any team. So he's more valuable here's than a, anything uh, out there. Here's a good question for you though. Why is it that the league band together and extend his contract for forty million dollars a year? But yet we have players that are still waiting on settlements from their concussions. Very true. But yet this is supposed to be a league. This is supposed to be a company that takes care of their employees. Very true. I find a really big problem with that. I find a really seriously large problem with that. That's a good question. Because you got um and then that you got guys that haven't got a settlement yet for the concussion the for the concussion protocol uh the concussion uh, uh settlement that they have out against the NFL. It's because I what they said twenty door set you got the Clinton Porters, you got a whole list of players that's on that list that, you know, struggling. I know Tony ain't, but I know Clinton Porters is struggling, you know, time for bankruptcy and stuff. But uh, Roger Goodell got a $40 million contract. Good point. Good, very good point. Yeah. I just, I don't know. And then, you know, something else we had talked about yesterday that I don't get when it comes to the NFL. So, we know that the Cleveland Browns fired their vice president, right? All right. So, if they're going to fire him. What is their reasoning behind keeping a head coach that's 0 and 27? From what, uh, from what the reports that I was uh, looking at, the team loves loves what they love Hugh Jackson. 
and he's a very talented coach. For he's been successful everywhere, but not here. And um, but the GM has not gave him talent. Now Cleveland, the next GM that comes in, if you be smart and do what you need to do, you have a, a great chance to be very successful because you got like sixty million dollars in cal cal cap space. You got draft picks that Buku draft picks that hey, you can go out and get anything you want. So, but what the reports I heard yesterday that the team loved him and the team asked for him to stay. So, but hey, he he should be he hey, you owns twenty seven, but I, that's. That's my point. I think for the last two years, they have not gave him no talent. Uh, the best talent you have on that team is Josh Gordon, and he just coming back <laughs> from, the, you know, getting off the weave for the last, what, three years? Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, for the last three years, and that's the best talent you got on that team. Now, when you had Johnny Mazzell and uh, you had uh, – Kyle Shanahan down there as offensive coordinator, but, you know, that team was pretty good. Okay. They were they weren't good but they was okay. But since then you has had nobody. And the defense pretty good. It's just you need to fix some process about that offense. You get the offense going, I think, you know, you might have something. But they did win in the preseason though. They was undefeated. They were Super Bowl champs in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Maybe that's why maybe that Well and if you remember we called the Browns Yeah to ask somebody about that and the guy quit talking. <laughs> and there yeah. And returned y'all Twitter feed but had has not returned nothing since then, has it? Nope. Oh. Nope. Well, you need to do something about that. Yeah, about I, that. <laughs> I, I, I agree, sir. I'm gonna have to get on that first thing Monday. But, yeah. uh, well, man, you know, I want to talk so much more, but I know this next piece of conversation will be on here another two hours talking some Kobe and LeBron and. It was, it was a conversation piece that I came across the other day, and I thought it was a good, you know, I thought it was a good argument. So we're definitely up to save that for another day. I want to thank you for calling in, Big T, man. I appreciate you uh, holding down the morning cup of sports with me. And, no uh, you know, we, me and you definitely don't have as much fuckery as me and Farmer got going on. But yeah. with Big T, about, I can talk. We talk about sports. <laughs> Right, but well, and you know, it's that's 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 something different for the morning yeah. sports show, you know. Yeah. Talking sports on a sports show, who knew that was possible? But <laughs> I actually get to talk basketball with you, which we did not really do today. Um, so you know, we'll definitely have to pick up on that later. Well, excuse me, but. I want to thank you, man, for being part of the show today. Um, make sure you guys check out Big T's show. It will be on before we are live again. Big T, where can you find that at, man? All right. You can catch Big T at Stream Sports with Big T Southern Nights on Radio AFS 930 Eastern, 630 Pacific. Tune in with your boy Big T this weekend. It's going to be the ladies taking over the show. They're going to be talking about the NFL, see what the ladies know about uh, the Atlanta Falcons, Cowboys, Redskins, and the Carolina Panthers, Pittsburgh Steelers. Tune in and, and just give the ladies some love. Um, I didn't hear the 49ers in there, sir. Okay, I, I will find one somewhere. I will reach out to a 49er ladies fan today. I have never seen one. But I know they're there. Hey, I tell you what, you get a forty dollar fan on that show, and I'll listen to it. 
<laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, BT. Well, once again, man, I appreciate you. And you guys already know where you guys can check us out. Morning Cup of Sports with Farmer and B. Well, with B. Evans and sometimes Farmer and then sometimes Big T. We don't really know, but we are here Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. on the West Coast, 10 a.m. on the East Coast. Make sure y'all check us out. We will be back Monday morning. And with that being said, y'all have a good weekend. Big T, have a good weekend, brother. And uh, we'll catch you guys later. All right. Take care.